Hello everyone, welcome to the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga and everything in between. This week I'll be talking about Sweat and Soap, also known as Aceto Seken. It's just one missing gem I found while searching for romance manga. Oh, it's so sweet, it's so sweet. Let's get into it. So, first things first, disclaimers, spoiler alert, I was talking about pretty much everything about the manga. It's a pretty simple story anyways, so beware that follow everything, although there's not many twists and turns. Now, first things first, the stats. So, the manga was written by Kintetsu Yamada. It's a... he's a fairly um, newcomer to... To manga uh, manga uh, writing by his own account on the extras of the manga. The manga originally w- was run through June 2018 to January 2021, so it's a fairly recent manga. Also, the manga was licensed in the U.S. by Kodansha USA, and you can probably find everything in Amazon. The manga has 11 volumes, it has 97 chapters outside of the extras and omakes. Each chapter has about 15 to 20 pages from what I can remember. And unfortunately, it does not have an anime adaptation as of today, April 2022. But it has a drama. It started in February of 2022 and goes to today, at present day. So that's about the stats. I really hope they eventually adapt it into uh, an anime. I really w- would want to watch it. And now to the story. So what's the plot, right? And this is one of those reassuring tales, I would say. Much like Guren Lagan, it's something that... Not that the plot itself is so grand or so good that it uh, inspires you, but the situation in which the characters find themselves and the relationship they create uh, really, really bring forth that inspiration, that hope you can see in humanity. So uh, before I get (laughs) ahead of myself, let's start. So the main character the whole story is the main girl Yaishima Asako who's this accountant working for a soap company and she has two distinguished features at the start she has a really low self-esteem because she has this condition and it's fairly calm a fairly common condition it's actually not really a it's not really a disease it's something about biotypes and something like that Uh, but she sweats a lot and she has a complex with it because at some point we get to know her past right and she was bullied at school because she used to sweat a lot even uh, with minimal exercise minimal physical effort 
she would sweat a lot and I can relate to that I kind of have something near that and so she has this uh, low self-esteem and a whole complex about both her body odor and the fact that sweating a lot it's visually I would not say distressing but it, it is uh, at the very least distracting in a work environment even more in Japan where appearances for women are really really let's say not more important but really more exacerbated by the social conditions so she has this whole thing right and because of that and other things she loves the soap the company does and loves to take baths and, and all that and then the first chapter and the one shot that eventually got the manga to be serialized we meet also the main guy Natori Kotaro who <laughs> first thing when and before I start he's the uh, product developer product planner and product manager for the same company so Asako and Kotaro uh, both work at the same company but in different departments and Kotaro whereas Asako is really uh, low self-esteem and really uh, shutting basically no friends besides the her uh, close colleagues Kotaro is this easygoing guy he appears to be really good in re- uh, interpersonal relationships both in work and elsewhere and for the most part Kotaro is this really eccentric guy the first thing he does when he kind of meets Asako is smell her because for whatever reason he can distinguish people by their smell because he's Wolverine or whatever and for the first uh, and you see to, to that point you see this build up where Asako is explaining her whole complex about uh, body odor and all and then comes this guy out of nowhere reassuring her that she smells good and she uh, there's no problem in her not there's no problem in her sweating a lot but it is only natural that she sweats a lot because it's a, a biology thing it's not something she can actually control really so you can see from really the start that Kotaro serves as this reassuring piece whereas Asako is the let's say the downer of the relationship although we eventually see some development there and that's the basic premise right they meet up in this weird weird situation and start to relate to each other they start to talk to go out and so on and so forth so in the basic premise that's the basic premise of the whole manga right and from then on we see this development of the the normal development of a romance story so we see these uh, initial mini conflicts between them of interests and the fact that Asako mainly has to adapt to the to how Kotaro acts because I mean if someone came came to you and smelled you 
straight up in the office. That's cr that's straight out creepy, right? It's straight out uh, stranger danger, uh, sexual harassment, or whatever. But given that this is a um, romance manga, uh, let it slide. I don't know. It's just so cute. It's <laughs> really, really wholesome and <laughs> really, really good. Anyways, so we then see they try to adapt to each other. They start with those cutesy things of kind of like her and then she starts to uh, to cook for him and they go to each other's homes and all and all and it's pretty pretty wholesome the whole manga is pretty wholesome and this is one thing about this uh, this manga in particular the um, there are no real conflicts in the sense that uh, the stakes are pretty low most of the time and the conflicts never really get developed, in my opinion. The author kind of dips into the problem, but then already gets out. I don't know if it's a fear of, I don't know, derailing the story, or if he had some kind of time constraint in between the releasing volumes and all, but... This is a feeling that comes up again and again in the ongoing of the story. So ba back to the whole thing, right? Um, so they start this whole thing, adapt to each other, go out and all. And Asako is really, really embarrassed about the whole thing, about uh, having a boyfriend now that she's in her late 20s, mid, uh, early 30s. And... For what's worth, she still has this mindset about uh, having this complex about her body odor, about people avoiding her because of that. And we see that this is one of the first conflicts that really push her forward as a character. Because as things go on, right, the first breakpoint she finds is that she starts to doubt herself in the sense that Kotaro is really easygoing and he's always surrounded by people in, at work. So at some point she sees him at work with a lot of people in his team and all. And she starts to doubt her situation because she thinks he's too good for her. And it's, it's pretty sad. It's, uh, it's pity when you see something like that because you oh boy it's awful anyways so this is the first this is the first mini conflict and again we see later that she tries to get some distance even it appears that she will like um break up with him at that point but he comes in the clutch and reassures her again that he is happy with her. She, to him, inspires him to make new products and all. To the point where one of the products that come out after they start going out, he says it's bait is inspired on her on her smell. Although it's not the same smell, I don't I don't know how that works. Anyways, and it's always this back and forth between one reassuring the other and it's really really wholesome really really cute to the point that 
for some people, it may become too corny and really too sweet. I had some times where I really thought like this manga is awesome for me, but I can see someone bouncing out because this is too wholesome. Too, uh, it's something about overstimulation, right? So we can deal with everyone has like a threshold for for things, and there is obviously a threshold for wholesome content. <laughs> Although some some people may have a higher threshold than others, I have a really high. So to me, this is awesome. But I I could see someone bouncing off because this is way too wholesome. And there's no actual conflict and the relations are too, in some cases, shallow as the manga shows. But that that aside, we then get introduced to a lot of people. So we get introduced to the, to the chief of accounting, to some of the guys in the accounting department, to the chief of product development, some people in the product development. At some point, we even get introduced to what would be a rival to Asako, that is the Kohai of Kotaro. I don't actually remember her name right now. That's beside the point. The thing is, uh, we get prog as the story progresses, we get introduced to more people. We get introduced to this whole not world building, but this whole social so social structure they are on. So. The fact that Kotaro has a little sister that is in college. His parents work uh, at a tea plantation. His mother lost her sight when his sister was born. And a whole lot of other things. There's this one thing about Asako's little brother that used to def kind of defend her, try to defend her from bullies at school and there's this whole you see as it, it as a relatable story it's it's really i think so everyone will see some part of themselves in it and to me that although the, the story is pretty simple although it has no i would not say actual substance but although the, the story is not really complex or I don't know, dive into something heavier. Everyone can relate to them. Everyone can see themselves in the characters one way or another. And to, to me, that's, pre that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So for what's worth, right? So you get introduced to all these people. We get introduced to all the situations they are on. So at first, when Asako and Kotaro start going out, Asako is really embarrassed, so she asks Kotaro not to reveal to anyone that they are going out and all. And eventually, as things go on, go on, go on, and Asako really starts to warm up to the idea of being her and being having a boyfriend that she likes in a relationship that she deems good for herself and for her special other she kind of warms up to it and eventually they get discovered slash announce that they're going out more or less and and that goes on and on right so from that point on 
they start going out and going out and going out and eventually it comes to the point that they move in together while going out yet so boyfriend and girlfriend and it goes it goes it goes until there's this one and always right always this going back and forth because maybe one of them pulls too much to one way and the other one has to pull them back and back and forth uh, about couple stuff it's pretty wholesome it's a slice of life romance manga god damn it i can't i can't explain all the situations because it it would be i would take like two hours to that and even then right uh just read the goddamn thing it's on amazon anyways anyways uh, <laughs> i'm getting ahead the thing is right at some point kotaro is really really churning with the idea of getting married and building a, a family with Asako. And at some point, he almost does it. But then, for one reason or another, Asako meets one of the, the bullies from back in middle school. And then she dips way, way, way deep in a depression. Because she, she kind of relapses to her old self. And that's the point where the whole thing really starts to seem like it will crumble apart. Like, oh boy, that's it. I, I remember this one part that I that really mocked me. I, I don't actually remember the, the line, but Kotaro just goes like, boy, I, I'm so tired or something like, I give up. When I read that, I was like, oh my god. There are like 17 chapters to the end. He, the author will not just destroy the whole manga for that. Oh boy. And I was really, really shocked. Uh, because to that point, the conflicts were not on that scale. I mean, there were some conflicts that kind of seemed bad, but not on that scale. And that to me, at the very least, shows some commitment in that the author wanted to do something not new, but something interesting. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he didn't commit enough or did, didn't have the resources to do that. I say that in a way that basically, right, he says that, but for one reason or another, some outside force comes to Asako and, and just like, man, you got a you got a boyfriend now that you want to marry too. So come on, right? And that basically saves the day. Being an outside force, so it's basically plot convenience at that point. But it's too pretty wholesome, and it's too pretty good. Although I can I can see the plot holes and the plot convenience and all and all. And the oh yes, towards the end they start to drop this this kind of one-liners to life like oh boy what where was that ah uh, to uh, to have space in your heart to all of your family or something like that at some point the, the writing went a bit out the out of the window i don't know because right so let me get this straight until like chapter 80 we have a back and forth and still it's not the end is not sending stone but then when the 
10th volume begins, we can already see the writing on the wall about them getting married. And, and it's not really a secret anymore at that point. It really is really is out there it's really an open secret that the ending will be either they just break up and the <laughs> it's a bad ending or they marry have a uh, son a daughter i don't know and, and it's awesome and it's that a love fantasy it's a, like a power fantasy but it's a love fantasy right uh, it's it would be perfect Either that, or it would be terrible. And, and to to the credit, it's really good in being a love fantasy. But I think the towards the end, the story kind of already concluded, and the the author just padded it out towards the I don't know, like ten chapters towards the end. Because at some point, yes, they will marry, that's not a secret, it's just a matter of when. And then we get this whole build-up about family and there's this whole, let's say, mini-arc about them getting ready for the ceremony itself. So there's this whole thing about uh, getting rings, flowers, shoes in a venue emailing everyone to see if they can actually attend the ceremony and all and all and all and choosing a dress choosing a, a suit and whatever into that it, it's awesome and it's awesome the, the thing is it's awesome but it's also really simple it's not a, a, a new thing it's not uh, I don't know, a blood plus kind of thing. It's not uh, really well written. Oh my god, that's so so revolutionary. No, it's a simple story with a simple premise and a really good execution. <laughs> it goes in the list of romances that actually end well and then does not do not cheese the ending. Uh, that's that's a discussion for a whole other video, but. A whole nother episode, goddamn. But the thing is, right? The story ends with them marrying. It's really cute. Goddamn, it's. Oh boy, it's goddamn really cute. Everyone's there. We we know everyone there. It's this um, closing of a curtain of uh, just a down to earth by the books Lights of Life. It's just the tale of about these two people that met by some odd reason and end up together in this lovey-dovey relationship. It's really nice. And, and I just want to get this out there, right? In the extras for the last chapter for the last volume, the author did two extra chapters about them having a daughter and it's really cute god damn it's really really cute my man it's <laughs> it's so cute the thing is right that's about the story the the whole story is they start going out uh asako is really stuck up on her ways and they eventually 
grow up, grow up, announce to everyone, live together, and then marry and build a family. That's that's awesome. That's the the my bread and butter. A good romance that ends well. A perfect ending to a simple story. No no random conflict at the end. No rush to end anything. Being a newcomer to the manga world, I think uh, Kintetsu Yamada, I hope he writes more, he draws more. I hope to see more of his work in the future. And, and that's about it, Frey. <laughs> a really, really short episode, really. I think it's the second episode in a row that's really short, but... I don't, I don't want to milk it, like, <laughs> it's a simple story with a simple premise, and a really wholesome thing, wholesome, everything, really, so, <laughs> that's about it, right, about my, my opinion, story, it's a passable 7, a passable 7, really, in your opinion, if you are strictly, objectively uh, reading it, maybe a 5 or a 6. The art style is really hit or miss, I would say. So, to me it's a 7, it's cute, and it's, um, I would not say usable, but it is competent. So it's a 7, some people may say it's a 5. I have this thing that I, I can appreciate um, a simpler art style. And challenge rating, like uh, if it has cliffhangers, if I it hurts to watch sometimes, it, uh, the emotions are too hard. I would say not, not too challenging. It's not such a thing as, I don't know. Minamoto-kun or whatever and yeah that's about it it's a wholesome manga I really recommend it, it warms my heart really warms my heart to read something so uh, so pure so uh, just carrying this good energy about the a romance does not need to have so much conflict sometimes just a lot of sugar is good enough, really. <laughs> uh, that's the the best I can I can put it. I don't know what what else to say. And really, that's it. Uh, so you f if you like the things I do, if you like the work I do, please follow, subscribe. Uh, depending on the platform, please like uh, and share with your friends. Say that I. Talk about some really bad manga and anime. All my platforms are in the description. Join the Discord, please. And I hope you stick around. And I'll see you next time. Bye.